Welcome to the Find Your Leadership Confidence Podcast with Vicki Nedling. You are about to discover impactful lessons that help you grow as an individual, grow your confidence, and find the positive and good within you, so you powerfully and authentically become the best version of yourself. Be sure you visit our website at www.findyourleadershipconfidence.com. While you're there, subscribe to us via your favorite network. Now tune in, get ready, and enjoy the journey of emerging as a leader of exception in the 21st century. Welcome everyone to the Find Your Leadership Confidence podcast. I'm your host, Vicki Nethling, coming to you from Roswell, Georgia. The goal of the podcast is to share topics and guests that will empower you to grow as a confident leader and take your business or your life to the next level. Today, I am happy to have my guest, David Hollenbach, and let me tell you a little bit about David. Battalion Chief David Hollenbach is retired and the author of Fireproof, Your Grand Strategy for Transforming Failure into Fuel for Your Future. He is an international best-selling author motivational speaker, coach, and mentor. He owns and operates David Hollenbach Consulting LLC and hosts the popular podcast, From Embers to Excellence. During his 23-year career in the fire service, he's held many positions. He is a veteran also of the United States Navy with a master's degree in public administration from Barry University. A major focus of research for his capstone was how strong positive leadership can influence the culture of large organizations. While studying at Barry University, he published The Firefighter's Creed and Women in the Fire Service, A Diverse Culture Leads to a Successful Culture, an article highlighting the importance of gender diversity within the fire service in the Fire Engineering Magazine. He has spent years as an instructor, coach, and mentor, helping others define and realize success. Although he is no longer working as a servant to the community, his passion for service to others remains stronger than ever. Our theme for today is one I love. It is emotional intelligence. Please join me in welcoming David Hollenbach. Welcome, David. Thank you. <clears throat> Thank you very much for having me on and uh, sharing your platform with me. And just I, I expect this to be uh, another great conversation about leadership. We've we've talked a little bit and just, uh, really excited uh, about having this conversation with you. Awesome. You know, I always start out with a real easy question just so that our audience can get to know you a little bit better. But where are you currently calling home? Where do you live? I live in Central Florida. Um, ah. Yeah, just about 20 minutes north of downtown Orlando. He knows Mickey, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> My grandsons would love you. Yes, yes. So we are going to share with our audience um, a little bit more about that book that you have. So fireproof your grand strategy for transforming failure 
into fuel for your future. Let us know a little bit more about that. Well, um, it, it started, uh, I started writing a book about leadership in 2010. Uh, it, it really was inspired. Uh, my, so here's a little more. Um, my brother passed away in 2010. Uh, and it was shortly after that, uh, that, you know, I was, I was struggling really, really bad with, uh, with his passing. And I wanted to create something that I could be proud of, but also show my nephew, my, my brother's son, um, this is, you know, this is your legacy. This is the legacy of your father and, you know, just that kind of thing. And um, so I started writing this book on leadership, but I would write several chapters and put it away. And when I went back, I'd have different ideas. And it just went on for almost 10 years before I, I finally said, you know what, I, I need to finish this. But it took on a whole other uh, meaning and tone. Um, once it was meant to be this, this book to teach people how to be better leaders, uh, particularly in the fire service. And it, it became this just authentic reveal of mm -hmm. my life, my mistakes, the lessons that I've learned mm -hmm. and how those those failures weren't so much failures as they were opportunities to learn, opportunities for me to grow as a leader, as a person, as a man, as a father. Mm -hmm. um, and, and it's, I, I'm very, very genuine. I'm very open in the book. Uh, I've made some really big mistakes in my life. Um, and, and, Towards the end of the book, I actually reveal like one of the biggest mistakes of my life um, and how it led to this like just self-destructive. Uh, I mean, I lost my career in the fire service. I went from being a very well-respected chief officer um, to being on the news and not for a good reason. And I just... Uh, uh, it almost led, well, it, it led to me coming within seconds of ending everything for myself. And, um, I, you know, I had been struggling with PTSD and a lot of the things that go along with that substance abuse and um, depression, anxiety, nightmares, all that stuff that goes along with PTSD. And just feeling very broken and isolated. And uh, I didn't see any way out of it. And then I decided that I, like I said, I, I was seconds away. Like I was about to crash my truck on purpose. And uh, on my visor is a picture of my daughter 
me holding my daughter on the day she was born. And, um, and so I, I slammed on my brakes and. Um, and you're here. And I'm here. And uh, with the help of, you know, professional help uh, to get my mental health uh, back on track and um, really, you know, at that point, I, I had felt as though I had lost my identity mm -hmm. um, after 23 years in the fire service and achieving quite a bit. That was my identity. Yeah. Uh, and, and then I could no longer call myself uh, a firefighter, uh, a chief officer. You know, it was, it was pretty devastating. And that's when I decided to really dig deep and I had already been a student of philosophy and mm -hmm. I just started going back into some of my journals and you know, man, I, you know, and even teaching materials because I've been teaching leadership for, for quite some time. And uh, like all I've been teaching this stuff, I've been going around to, my stations and talking with the crews about this very thing and i'm not i'm not living it mm -hmm. and, and so i it was an opportunity for me to do a deep dive on who i was as a person as a man and um it, it wasn't my career who i am yeah is um, something much more complex. And uh, I, I help people um, in the book, I walk people through a process to help identify what it is that is most important in their life and what gives them purpose, what can give them purpose, meaning, and really that's truly who you are. Mm -hmm. and what you do for an occupation can be one way in which you ex express that purpose but it's not who you are it's not your identity and it, yeah. it took it took a while for me to figure that out um but that's how the book went from being a leadership book to being more of a book on how to build a meaningful life and, and live yeah. a life of purpose and um, be a better self-leader. Yeah. So as you were talking, a couple of things went through my mind. You talked about failures and, and the way you described it, it's really like looking at them as stepping stones to the next thing, the next adventure. And I always talk about how we should look for the small wins in life. And I think sometimes we forget that a failure leads to a win, right? Yeah. I, I appreciate you being so vulnerable about your background. I, I had a question here. What is your background in the fire services? You did list out a lot of things that you were um, involved with, but I want to take it at a different thing because what you said was that realization of what your why is and that a career does not define you. 
so many people get hung up on that. I, I'd love to just kind of stick there for a little bit. And as you help people, as you talk to people, how do we get around that, that, that feeling of confidence that you, not your career, not your title is what matters? Well, it, it's in, pretty incredible that we're having this conversation because uh, there's been several things that I, I've read today and different conversations that have all these little different pieces uh, of what we're talking about now. Um, a, a quote that um, I came across today, or maybe it was told to me, awareness and ego are incompatible. Uh -huh. our, our ego is that part of us that tells us, you know, we're, we're so amazing or we're not good enough or, you know, it brings in fear and doubt or overconfidence. Um, that awareness of who we truly are uh, that goes back to ancient times. Yeah. Uh, the, the main column at the uh, temple at the Oracle of Delphi, at the very top, it's maxim number one is uh, know thyself. Yeah. And to, to work with somebody and help them come to the conclusion that who they are is so much deeper, deeper and more mm -hmm. meaningful than the job that they have yeah. or yeah. the career that they choose. You know, we can spend a lifetime working in one career field and never truly feel fulfilled. Yeah, yeah. so true. That doesn't mean that we have to stay that way. Yeah. But then, then, you know, that's where some of that fear of failure comes in because, you know, for me, I'm retired like you and I could have just been happy to sit at home and uh, as I always joke, eat bonbons on the couch, but there's so much more and it's exciting to think of the, the what's out there, you know, and if we think about what gifts do we bring to the table, right? And I think that's the self-discovery that you were talking about. You know, what is it that you bring to the table that others need? And so this is kind of the exercise and really how uh, I discovered what's important to me is, you know, looking back at, some of the conclusions of history's greatest thinkers, greatest minds, there's really this common thread throughout history that we are here for each other. Mm -hmm. And that, that happiness, that sense of fulfillment that we're all chasing, the purest form of that feeling is, and I describe it like this. Imagine one of your children when they were young and you're, they're really excited about learning something, but they're struggling with it. So you mm -hmm. work with them, you work with them, you work with them. And finally, one day you're looking out through the window, you see your child outside and they get it. Mm -hmm. they, 
finally accomplish what it is that they've been working so hard towards. And it's because you worked with them. You helped them achieve what you knew they could, but you helped them get there. You, you didn't do it for you. You did it for them. You yeah. wanted to see them achieve their goals. And to me, that is the purest form of happiness, of fulfillment that somebody can have. And if we shape our lives around that purpose, it really doesn't matter what our career is or what our occupation is. We can do that every single day. And, And since striving for that, uh i've i've felt a lot better about mm-hmm. my purpose and uh i've experienced more more joy more happiness and yeah it's uh i know that i'm on the right path yeah kind of leads me to my next question which was what is your philosophy on leadership you know i think you kind of started talking about that and how um, it is, uh, it isn't that stereotype of, you know, the leader and everybody's following and doing the same, you know, as you talk about the fact that you helping someone else achieve their greatness gives you so much more fulfillment. Yeah. So I'd like you to just delve a little bit more about what is your, you know, what else is your philosophy towards leadership or on leadership? Well, again, I, I I believe, and actually, I, I feel that it's been proven over and over and over again through research, through examples, um, through my experience. When you're in a position of leadership, when you're responsible for the well-being of, you know, a, a team of people, and your your in your position your mission is to achieve some certain goal mm-hmm. that's that's the mission of the organization or whatever but you're you've got to develop your team and the only way to help them get to their full potential is to know them to communicate with them to learn what their hopes and dreams are to yeah. learn what they what they view as success what are their goals so once you learn that i mean you might not have the skills at that point in time to help them achieve their goals but as the leader when you dedicate yourself to helping them achieve their goals you become much better yourself yeah. because you're working towards that that goal Mm-hmm. And by helping them achieve their goals, the team is going to achieve their goals. And everybody shows up with this like positivity and drive mm-hmm. that you you don't experience without that kind of leadership. Yeah. And the organization as a whole is better because of teams like that. Right, right. So I, that's my my philosophy on leadership is that the leaders are there to ensure the success of the people that they're leading. 
So when you when you look back at your life, um, there I'm sure, as we mentioned, there's the, the failures and the successes, but there's also lessons learned. I always call my failures my lessons learned anyway, but what are the most important lessons you learned to shape you into the leader you're today? I feel like, well, <laughs> With, with my book, when this is something that's on the back of my shirt as well. Uh, mm-hmm. I, under my signature, when I sign uh, a book, I write, be humble or be humbled. Mm-hmm. I believe that we need to be humble um, without fail. When you start really striving, you get you know a big head like, oh, I've got this. You know, I've got the world uh, by the short hairs and I'm, you know, I'm going to uh, succeed with ease. Mm -hmm. And uh, I mean, every time I've gotten pretty full of myself, uh, (laughs) yeah, true, because you lose sight when you're when you're focused on yourself and your achievements you lose sight of what's truly important and that is the well-being the development of the people that are in your life and when when that is your focus all all the other stuff about you it comes without Mm -hmm. fail yeah and and it's you know, those are those are the really important lessons for me is you know the the mistakes of thinking that I'm I'm too tough to go get help for my PTSD yeah. or you know yeah I know that these are some rules for the normal person but I mean I they're not applicable to me <laughs> Uh, and and it sounds silly but i've been there i've had that that ego and man thank god (laughs) that the world can put your 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 back in check Mm -hmm. Uh, because it's a I think it's a, those are the valuable lessons, I think. So from, they've been the most valuable for me is putting others first is always more valuable than seeking anything selfish. So the last question that I have, it, as you're talking, it almost, I almost, didn't want to ask this, but I'm going to ask it anyway. If you think back in your fire service, which took so much of your life, right? There had to have been some really rewarding experiences for you because of all the accolades that you did have. What are, you know, what is the most rewarding service or reward that you got during that time as a fire in the fire service? 
I mean, you were all the way up to battalion chief, my goodness. Um, like, I, I know that this will make me cry. <laughs> I'm uh, sorry. <laughs> no, it, it's, it's a really good story. And mm -hmm. it's not just about me, like the, the people that I was working with mm -hmm. were just amazing. But it was also one of the most horrific incidents that I've ever been on. Um, and, you know, uh, a mother and daughter were victims of some incredible violence. Uh, both of them were, were left for dead. The mother did pass away. The daughter survived. She was actually the one that called 911. And uh, I had reached out to her. I, I wasn't sure if she was going to survive, but the you know, a few days after the incident, I went to the hospital to check in on her uh, to see if she was doing okay. And, and she was, she was uh, doing well. I, I wasn't allowed to see her because she was a minor. Um, and I, I wrote her a letter. Um, and when she got out of the hospital, she reached out to the department to, to find us and uh, her and her father came to the fire station and uh, took pictures with us. And it was, uh, it was a pretty incredible moment. And after I lost my job, I received a package from her mm -hmm. and it was a framed picture of us at the fire station with her and she wrote a little note and that incident and um, just recently I went to the wedding of a young man who uh, Several years ago, on St. Patrick's Day, he was on his way home from work. It was a late night. I'm not sure what he did, uh, but he was working late. And uh, on his way home, he fell asleep at the wheel. And he had made it into his neighborhood. And there was this big roundabout with like a little island. And... His, he was living with his parents and he was supposed to go around the roundabout and to the left. Well, I guess he dozed off and he did like a Dukes of Hazard jump. The, that little island thing had enough in it that when he hit it, it, it launched the car into the air and it went into a retention pond. And this is like three in the morning and a husband and wife were walking their dog at three in the morning for some reason, but they were walking their dog and they saw it happen and they called 911. Everything fell into place that night. I was 
responsible for rebuilding the department's dive team and multiple people that were working that that night were instructors of mine we we taught dive mm -hmm. taught dive rescue to people that were trying out for the team and it just so happened that we were all out on the road heading back to our stations after a rather large event and we converged on that retention pond and had people in the water he he was pulseless he was not breathing he his skin was gray when we pulled him from the water but by the time the the rescue got him to the hospital um he had a pulse Wow. and a blood pressure and his father reached out to us and and me and several other people that were on that call that night uh stayed in contact with the family and that young man sean uh got married recently this year and um, I, I got invited to the wedding and it oh. was, uh, it, it was pretty cool. And, um, uh, yeah. See, so you were, you, uh, didn't, you put your foot on the brake for a reason. Cause there's something more for you to do in life. You know, God has called on you and you're answering that call. So it's awesome. Okay, well, it's time now, maybe, to um, get to our rapid fire. This is where I give you five words or phrases. I think all of them are phrases here. And you have just a minute just to respond back, whatever comes to your mind. Uh, some of them may be taking longer than a minute, but finding your big why, what comes to mind when I say that? Finding my big why yeah. is what comes to mind is me finding my purpose, mm -hmm. uh, digging deep, realizing that it, it's much more than just helping people as a firefighter. There's a lot of people out there that are struggling. They're feeling isolated. Um, the reality is that we're all more alike than we are different. And there's a lot of us out there that have experiences that we could share with others to help them see that whatever state they're in right now, if they're, they find themselves in a dark spot, that's, that's just one moment in time. And you give it a little bit of time, you have some faith in yourself and and just get up, have the courage to get up mm -hmm. and push forward and things will get better, guaranteed. Power of relationships. Uh, that to me is what it's all about, man. Yeah. 
I, I think that is ingrained in us to to be a a functioning part of a community and having that relationship with the people in the community that you're you're making your contribution is making that community better mm -hmm. um and you know, it's those relationships that you develop top two tools for relieving stress exercise <laughs> exercise and, and well, meditation yeah. Um, yeah exercise and meditation i would say yeah. those are the the top two I think sometimes whenever you exercise, you also are meditating. <laughs> I know when I do yoga, for sure. Talk to us about critical daily habits and mindset matters. So this is something that I talk about in my book. Um, I feel that it is critical that when you start your day, you have a plan for your day get up what you know whether you exercise in the morning or at night or both or whenever get your blood moving a little bit do a little meditating whether it's you know one minute five minutes just something to center yourself maybe read a little bit but journal set your set your goals for the day mm -hmm. your intentions your mindset and if there's like a quote or something that you read, I mean, back when I was in high school, I used to read uh, a proverb out of the Bible every mm -hmm. morning, um, the one that correlated with the date. And, uh, and so that's just an example of been reading a lot of, of Marcus Aurelius, different Stoic um, mm -hmm. writings, Taoism. Uh, there's so there's so much wisdom out there. You can read for five minutes and pick something up and say, you know, I want to keep this in the front of my head today. Mm -hmm. And then you write it and you write out your intentions. And then at the end of the day, before you go to bed, journal a little bit more and kind of balance the ledger for the day you know mm. look at look at look back what did i accomplish did i achieve the things that i had set out to do if not does that mean that i failed or were they just not that important mm. not as important as i thought you know and mm. um if they are important then i'll work on them tomorrow but right now I, i'm just gonna set my mind at ease and know that I did a great job. And these are the lessons I learned. And I, I did well with what I had to work with. Mm. Awesome. All right. The last one. What are you most grateful for? My daughter. Yeah. She's, she's, amazing um man without her i wouldn't be here and, yeah. Uh, yeah 
she's amazing. I'm extremely proud of her and um, extremely grateful that I have someone as kind and as thoughtful as her in my life. She's just an amazing human being. Awesome. I got two of those too, plus two <laughs> grandbabies. So. Oh, wow. I know. It's the best thing in life. Well, it has been wonderful talking with you. I am going to take a moment to share my screen. So all of you that are listening in and don't have video, get out your pens and paper, and um, I will share how you can get in touch with David. One moment. So this is David's contact information. He has a website, and it is hollenbackleadership.com. That's H-O-L-L-E-N-B-A-C-H. L-E-A-D-E-R-S-H-I-P.com, hollenbackleadership.com. His website has a wealth of information of which he'll talk about in a minute. Social media, he's all over it. He's in Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube. So look up, search his name, David Hollenback Consulting or Hollenback MPA for LinkedIn. If you just do David Hollenback, you'll find him. And Hollenbach lead at Twitter, YouTube, uh, just search for David Hollenbach, you'll find him. And then I'm going to turn it over to David to talk to you about that website and what all he has on it and a little bit about the book. So it's all yours, David. Yeah. If, if you just go to my website, all of the social media links that you'd ever want <laughs> are, are there. They're, they're right there. I, I've got a resources page on my website. The uh, There's a page for all of the interviews that I've done for my podcast uh, for members to excellence. Um, the, the, YouTube, uh, the YouTube channel is uh, from members to excellence. It's just the video like we're doing here. And um, I'm on every podcast platform out there, I think. And uh, yeah. Please check it out. Uh, the, the resources page of my website. You can check that out. I mean, it's it's geared for veterans and first responders that are struggling with PTSD, but there's some leadership stuff on there. Um, and anybody that is struggling with PTSD, there's information on that page that can help you, can help you uh, find resources in your area to get help um so yeah please please check me out and pick up a copy of the book the uh the book its official release is october 11th of this Ooh, year have to have you back on so uh, I, I have it up for sale on my website. That's where you need to go if you want to get a signed copy. Um, but the publisher has set the official release date for October 11th. So that's when it'll be all over Amazon and Barnes and Noble and, and bookstores. So please grab a copy. Excellent. Well, it has been wonderful meeting you and talking with you. You've shared great tips, wonderful stories. And I again, thank you for allowing yourself to be vulnerable and showing how sharing your story, no matter 
how hard it is can possibly help someone out there. And I think that's what we all need to remember that, that our goal in life is to help others. So before I go, I just um, want to remind everybody that life is a journey and it's up to you to enjoy the ride. This is Vicki Netling signing off. Thank you for tuning into the Find Your Leadership Confidence Podcast with Vicki Netling, where we share impactful lessons that help you grow as an individual, grow your confidence, and find the positive and good within you so you powerfully and authentically become the best version of yourself. Remember to visit our website at www.findyourleadershipconfidence.com and enjoy even more great episodes like this one. Again, while you're here, subscribe to us via your favorite network. We look forward to seeing you next time on the Find Your Leadership Confidence Podcast.